Hi there, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Today I'm going to cover what you're actually missing when you choose not to maximize your intuition, your psychic gift. Now, for some of you, you might think to yourself, oh, you know, I'm already intuitive, you know, I can often connect the dots, I can see the signs, I have this um, gut feeling about things, so why do I need to take it further? Now, let me put it to you this way. First of all, um, the kind of advanced intuition that you can train your abilities to is a level of I'd say best described as psychicism, okay? And really going beyond just that subtle feeling or hint or goosebumps that you may already be getting, the signs that you may already be picking up, okay? And really before I opened up this gift, and, you know, many of my students in the Soul Intelligence program, you know, would say the same thing. You don't realize just how disabled or um, what a handicap it is not to completely tune finely um, to this, you know, frequency, this vibration to really maximize your ability. If you're a mentor, coach, trainer, yogi or healer and you sense there is more to your path and this universe for you to discover and you don't want to wait until you cross over to the other side to find out the answers, then you're in the right place. Using your intuition doesn't have to be vague, inconsistent, draining or filled with uncertainty. You don't need to be born in a family of psychics. You don't need crystals, pendulums, oracle cards, or years of meditation. What you need is a practical, structured methodology to access, understand, and use your natural, intuitive gift. I'm Desiree, a self-taught intuitive, and I've spent more than a decade helping purpose-driven souls heal karmic and ancestral patterns through various spiritual wellness therapies. I'm on a mission to help you align with your highest calling by mastering your soul's intelligence. And in this podcast, I will share how. Okay, and it's very much like, imagine going through life um, being unable to see color, Okay, so if you're colorblind, uh, some people are, um, or uh, being, you know, short-sighted and not having those glasses, okay, but in this case, for most of us, it is the glasses <laughs> that are actually um, kind of forming a filter or making things blurry for us and not completely clear, okay, uh, but yeah, imagine if you're going through life, right, colorblind, um, and you never, you know, it's sometimes, I have to admit, really difficult to um, explain or articulate this, but it is like, if you're colorblind your whole life, right, and someone describes color to you, it sounds amazing, but you really don't know what you're missing until you unlock that ability to see color. Right, um, and just how clear and how rich, and that's just that missing dimension, if you can imagine. Right, um, we all have this, you know, we have outer sight, right? Um, but for those of you here, you are probably already aware that we also have an inner sight. Right? And this might be experienced through images or a feeling. Um, it might be a sensing, a knowing. You may experience it in different ways. Um, but if you already think you're intuitive, then you know that the world and 
life as we know it and the world that we live in is more than just physical, right? There is physical and then metaphysical, right? And being only able to use your outer sight without your inner sight is having that huge chunk of life or experience. You know, it's, it's, it's experiencing life, um, let's say, with a missing dimension. And what's really going to happen is, and, you know, this is something that most of us have experienced, may still be experiencing, um, and I know I experienced a lot more of before I opened my ability and activated this ability. Okay, uh, and that is just making wrong decisions and choices. And, and life really is made up of, I don't know, you know, hundreds and thousands um, of choices, right? And I think we make like hundreds of choices every day, right? But I'm really talking about the big life choices, the big life decisions, right? Um, whether this person is right for you who um, you're meant to marry, right? So for example, in that situation, um, they say that who you marry is really, you know, and studies have shown, it's like one of the most important um, choices or decisions you're going to make in your life because um, basically your, your spouse or your partner um, can determine, you know, how much success you have in your life or not, right? It is, you know, making big health decisions, for example, or decisions that affect your health, right? Um, yeah, I mean, they're just big decisions in your business, right? Um, all, I don't know um, a single, let's put it this way, if you listen to all of the top entrepreneurs today, um, and even in the past, uh, they all talk about intuition and gut feeling right? And that's just a sliver. That is just like a hint of what is possible. And many people don't know that or don't realize this, right? Um, and so with all of these wrong choices and wrong decisions, and, you know, I don't want to sound so like fatalistic here, but the truth is some of these decisions are really life or death, right? And I think back to... Um, Actually, just recently, like last year, when my dog was not well, um, she's now passed on. But there was a period of time where I was in a really, um, let's say, difficult or bad state, right? And I wasn't listening to my intuition. But on top of that, you know, because I was just... I was so tired. I was not in the right state. I didn't reach out to anyone to ask for help. Um, I did. I was just too kind of frazzled to really like sit down and tune in, you know, despite having this ability. Uh, and I ended up making like a really costly um, wrong decision in um, picking a vet, right? And the thing was that uh, in that situation at that time I despite training people in this I decided to go with the logical um, decision I decided to go with what the physical data was showing me what was like directly in front of me and um, even though I knew that you know intuitively the um, you know the choice of the other vet was like the right one, right? But at that time, I was just in such a state. Uh, I didn't pause and stop and reflect or like make sure that I use my abilities, okay? And um, yeah, and it ended up, you know, taking me down, I think six weeks of not only, I mean, it was such a costly decision. It is one that I um, believe severely affected uh, my dog's um, um, chances of survival and living, you know, being alive, being healthy. And, you know, it, it was just every step of the way from the time that I made a decision to see that particular vet was just 
wrong, 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 right? And I finally excavated myself out of that that um situation, learning the really hard way, <laughs> the really painful way that I should have gone with my intuition to begin with, um, or at least you know, spent that time to tune in or at least, you know, ask someone else to tune in for me, right? Um, and I ended up going with the other choice um, about six weeks later and that turned out to be so much better. <sighs> um, yeah, so I mean, just, just going, you know, <laughs> kind of diverting, going um, off track, it was costly, it... I still believe till today affected my dog's life um, and her survival or her, um, I don't know, rate of, I don't know what, her chances of survival. Um, yeah. And then, you know, what followed after that was really, um, from then I <laughs> got back on track, right? I took the time to really clear myself um, and Eventually, I was able to see all of the signs around me again. I was then referred to someone even better than that choice, someone else that came up. And it was also like serendipity, you know, you know, things just started to flow again. Right. So, yeah, I mean, making the wrong decisions. Um, and yes, you can kind of go into this other view of there is no wrong decision. And, you know, you're going to learn from every single choice that you make sure uh but that was really one that i would have preferred to avoid right um had i been in a better state um i think i would have avoided it uh yeah so yes sometimes these making the wrong choices and the wrong decisions in life especially the big life decisions can be really really costly it can cost you know time money sometimes it really is a matter of life and death Right. Um, I think there are some of you who may relate to this where um, if you or loved one has, um, you know, you have a really serious illness and everyone is telling you, you know, take this route, take that route. Doctors are telling you one thing, you know, alternative practitioners are telling you another. And then there's this vitamin and then there's that supplement and then there's this meditation and it can be so overwhelming. Right. Um, and it is precisely in these really, really difficult times in life that we need to rely on more than just the data that's in front of us. And having that subtle gut feeling is just not enough, right? Because sometimes it is so subtle, it is not clear, and or if you don't understand what that you know, what your intuition is trying to tell you, uh, then you probably won't trust it. You probably go down the wrong route anyway, right? So yes, I mean, this might sound like an exaggeration, but it really is not. Like, it can be a matter of life and death, right? So yeah, and I mean, not to mention just wasting time, you know, um, doubting yourself um and, and I've been there I mean this this was like just quite recent this is like last year <laughs> right um I'm like okay this is supposed to be the best specialist and blah blah but you know um like am I imagining it is it me is it the other like I mean on top of all of the um, difficulties I had to go through in just the caregiving, you know, the physical caregiving, like I was wasting so much emotional energy and mental energy on like worrying if, you know, this vet is really it, just, just because I made this wrong decision. Um, and it wasn't that easy to excavate myself out of that situation. You know, even, you know, the, the minute I realized that, uh, and that was really early on, um, perhaps the first time meeting the vet I realized but it kind of was just like you kind of down this route where it, it, it takes some more time to kind of get out of it if you know what I mean right because then like even switching vets then would mean I'd have to wait another few weeks for another vet and all of these things so yeah um basically wrong decisions waste of time waste of money sometimes it's a matter of life and death or rather it's it has really long-term 
permanent like or semi-permanent um like impact on your life yeah and and you know for me another thing that people don't really realize uh and you know for many of us who you know experience like before activating our psychic ability and then after right it's it's like experiencing life with like that that missing element right in a myopic way so again it's like being short-sighted but in the opposite way because um again i think we are short-sighted but our glasses are really like the filters that are in the way that actually need to be you know cleared released um removed for us to have that complete clarity uh but yeah you know the richness and the depth of life um when you're not just experiencing the physical but the metaphysical so universal right is just um you know i was saying this in another video and i was discussing this with um two of my students just recently like um want to check that out on you know what the experience is really like and so on and you know it's it's one of those things that once that filter and that lens is removed once you can see clearly okay so it's like if you were color blind and then you suddenly had the ability to see color you can't unsee it right you almost have then a responsibility to live deeper and a much more rich more soul aligned life right and for those of us who say yeah i'm really really aligned you know i'm so aligned inside out and yeah but how do you know if that truly truly deep connection with your soul with your inner self is missing or is only like 50% or 30% or like 70% or whatever but it's like not full and complete and there right um you always kind of be living life or experiencing life in uh you know kind of like short of your potential right and if you're already intuitive if you are already kind of aware of of you know spirituality and the non-physical world and how we are all connected then you know that is the sign you've already been given the sign that there is more and it is waiting for you to discover that richer life that depth that more that let's face it um we are all looking for and we all want we all desire right if you look at um maslow's hierarchy of needs right this is the famous model that most of us would know uh where a lot of our uh, kind of physiological needs are at the bottom of the pyramid you know so safety uh food water um and then you know more like psychological needs um right uh and then as you go to the top of the pyramid it is right at the top of the pyramid is self actualization achieving your full potential and having that self fulfillment right and if you think about it um you know there, there are lots of things that you know I mentioned this in another video before as well like some of the most important skills in life <laughs> we don't learn in school right and they and these life skills go directly towards um our most important needs like all of these needs that are highlighted in maslow's hierarchy of needs right so basic needs you know um we let's say money management right we don't learn in school uh but that serves some of our basic needs right how to you know um to take care of um sorry how to kind of manage your financials so that you have your home you have that security right um and that goes into safety as well 
right? Uh, things like well-being, like true well-being, right? So not just being able to eat, but like um, well-being inside out, right? Which starts with, of course, physical activity, diet, um, and then, you know, all of the other uh, aspects of wellness, right? So that kind of serves some of those basic needs, which we don't really learn in school, okay? Um, and then psychological needs, like our esteem, like connection with others, right? So that's communication skills, um, relationship skills, you know, having EQ um, and, you know, understanding, yeah, emotions and, you know, how people think and behave and what motivates them, right? That's like on that level of, belongingness um, and esteem and so on, right? But what about self-actualization? How and in what way would one learn that? It's certainly not in school. We've already covered that. Uh, or not in the, you know, let's say the conventional uh, academic path, right? What is... Like, I can't think of anything that is closer to self-actualization than truly and really experiencing and knowing who we are. That beyond our physical needs, beyond the physical body. Experiencing yourself as pure consciousness, right? And the thing is, psychic abilities really point to that what psychic abilities are are a way for us to experience and know that we are so much more than the material right and i don't mean i don't mean capitalism and that kind of material but just anything physical we're more than our bodies we're more than what we think is like so important what we see with our physical eyes there is so much more to life and what better way than experiencing our own capabilities that go beyond what you can even imagine? <laughs> when you can actually feel a hard physical metal spoon, right? Uh, almost melt in your hands and you feel it in energy form and you're able to bend it easily without any strength, any... Um, force right what what is that right that that is us really experiencing what life truly is that it is not this physical hard matter that has limits right and if life doesn't have limits and we are able to go beyond what we think are our limits um like bending spoons like healing ourselves uh, like having, you know, knowing the future, communicating with people who are no longer in physical form, uh, our loved ones who have, you know, passed on. If we can go beyond the physical limits of ourselves and truly experience ourselves as like pure consciousness, like what more to self-actualization is like, is there? That you, and, and actually experiencing it. You know, um, things that you never think were possible. Um, having knowledge and understanding and connection that sounds or seems like magic. It is not incredulous and, it, well, it is. It does feel like magic because it feels magical, right, and amazing. But this is no longer obscured from us, right? A lot of people think that, I mean, some of you who are familiar with yoga, for example, and familiar with some of the, look, I am not so well-versed in yoga, but um, I think the word is, is it sutras? I don't know if that's, okay, I might be getting things wrong, but like in the, can I just call it the yoga books? <laughs> um, you know, with all of the, let's say the secrets to divine connection, divine spirituality, transcendence, Right? These are written in ancient books. Um, and for most people who study this, it's very like 
philosophical or like sounds like a theory. Um, and so you might practice yoga, you might practice meditation and so on to kind of try to experience or touch what they're describing, right? Yeah, yoga sutras. Okay, thank you, yogi. <laughs> I don't want to say anything wrong because I'm not so well-versed in that. Um, but yeah, let's call it like the ancient um, books, like books of wisdom. <laughs> uh, and there are tons of ancient books of wisdom. Well, not tons, but there, there are many, right? It's not just the yoga sutras. Um, when people talk about this wisdom, about this transcendence, about, you know... Um, transcending and going beyond the body and really experiencing that it sounds so far off you know it sounds so like really okay that sounds nice but maybe only like buddha can do it maybe only like you know all of these really enlightened people can do it um, or maybe if i like meditated in a cave for like i don't know months and months right or maybe if i um uh, you know, try, you know, ayahuasca or uh, any of these tools and aids, right, to help me reach that level of going beyond, right, uh, then maybe I can experience it. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that that is not true. And today, right, things have changed and shifted. And if you've heard of, you know, people saying, um, consciousness has risen and, and all of that and that all sounds really like spiritual woo-woo and so on but this is what it is when people say that the veil has thinned the veil has lifted consciousness is rising and this is what it means what it means is we are now able to reach access and experience ourselves so much more easily um, experience our true selves so much more easily. And I'll tell you now, we don't have to sit in a cave for three months to meditate or be isolated from the world. Uh, it's very much the reverse. We are now able to, in a very conscious and awake state, experience what some of these greats talk about. And I know this sounds so way out or like incredulous and some people might be saying oh yeah then like wouldn't your life be perfect and like wouldn't everything be no actually life is not perfect and it's not meant to be and actually when you tap into that stream of consciousness you will understand why you understand why it's not meant to be perfect perfect and um without any let's say challenge or without you know yeah, it is, that's not why we're here. And so life isn't perfect, but the kind of flow that I'm now able to experience um, or choose to experience, right? Because I still have free will, right? Like in the example that I gave you with the vet, like I had a choice, right? And I could choose to use my abilities, which I have, and... And even if I didn't specifically tune in, like, it was speaking to me really clearly, but, well, maybe not as clear as um, I would have liked because of the state that I was in, right? Um, but that's part of the soul experience. It's part of experiencing life in this human body too, right? Because you can be sure that life sends me these reminders and these experiences um, such that I make fewer and fewer of these choices that are not aligned. This episode is brought to you by the Soul Intelligence Intuition Program. The program is for wellness practitioners to develop a reliable divine connection they can authentically trust and to understand intuitive messages clearly by becoming intuitive readers. Application opens only a few times a year to a select few. So if you want to be among the first to be notified, get yourself on the waitlist now by visiting www.soulintelligence.sg. 
I have a little bit more to share, but I'm just going to go into the questions because uh, there's a question here from Sylvana and she says, um, how do you feel that kind of certainty and how does it feel different? So the difference is that when I'm tuned in, when I use the method, so first of all, I have a method, okay, an actual process that I can repeat and use over and over again, okay, and one that works and one that I will never lose. You know, it. once you activate this, once you learn this, you will never like lose it okay and then it's just really about practice and then choosing to use it right um but when i'm actually tuned in it is clear and it it is very different from making something up because it is almost like you know the term here is intuitive reader, right? And I've used this, like, um, you know, I've used this term before. Uh, but in a way, it really is like reading a book. And if you understand the language of the page that's in front of you, you can read it. <laughs> and it's clear and it's sharp and you understand it. Um, and that's kind of what some of the reasons why you become more certain. Well, one is that it's clearer um, and you really can't change it. <laughs> uh, even if you tried, even if you really, really, really wanted the information to be different, you can't change it. Okay. Um, but the second thing is the certainty comes from First, the clarity, right? Because you can see, you can hear, you can, you can smell uh, the vibration of um, what's being transmitted to you, okay? what you're connected with. Okay? And what we're really connected with is a kind of... Okay, I'm just waiting for the connection. Okay. And what we're really connected with is a collective consciousness. Okay? It's... We actually... When we're channeling, we're tuned to a higher vibration. We're tuned to a stream of consciousness that puts us in a state where we really experience being one. And oh, it's not a very accurate description, but ugh, this is the best that I can do. It's, it's, it's a stream of consciousness of being connected to all and, and everyone and all things, right? Um... And so, again, this might sound woo-woo, but it's, it's that oneness, right? And again, you know, for most of us who are spiritual, we understand that all things are connected. We understand there is a certain oneness. But experiencing it, <laughs> clear, right? No drugs, no alcohol, no nothing is just another story. <laughs> it is just something way beyond. Right. And yeah. And so for all of you out there who are looking for these experiences and you think, well, you know, I can find it in plant medicine. I can, um, you know, I can use, you know, people throughout history have used all kinds of different aids and tools, right? Um, drugs being one of them, um, LSD, um, Ayahuasca is very popular, um, and there, there are others as well. Uh, but what is it that people are actually looking for when they're seeking out these experiences and these journeys, right? And and the thing is, I mean, if you read about or listen to the or, or hear about what the shamans used to do, and again, even the yogis and all of that. Um, not saying yogis were on drugs, but like whatever method and tool and aid that they used to, to use, I'm telling you now that we don't need this anymore. And so whether it is the veil has thin or whatever reason there is, you know, I mean, if, if you've heard of um, 
uh, Agakes or Agakesi, um, however you pronounce it, depending on where in the world you're from. I don't know what the actual pronunciation is. Uh, but, you know, he's known as the sleeping prophet. So he'd go into trance states and, and then, you know, prophesize and um, channel, basically, and, you know, and come back, right? So that's like deep trance states. So, but the thing is, we don't need deep trance states anymore, right? And, you know, I've, I was first trained as a hypnotherapist and um, most of my experience for more than 10 years has been guiding clients and people into past lives, into the in-between or the afterlife. And sometimes it requires um, or it used to require kind of like a taking them into a deeper state of consciousness, a deeper trance state. But the beauty of this and what I have discovered um, and which is which I now teach in the Soul Intelligence Program is that we don't need to be that deep anymore. We can actually train ourselves to like connect like that in and out. Um, and the more we use it, the more it comes naturally and automatically. Right? And I believe that we are really here to discover this in ourselves. Here, now. We don't have to wait until we pass on or cross over to find out all of the secrets and the answers to the universe. Um, but wh wh Why? That record, that history, our soul history, is with us here and now. <laughs> and it's just about learning the skill to really um, connect in that clear way. Yeah, so going back to that question, what is the certainty like? It is, look, I mean, I would tell you my experience. The certainty doesn't come overnight but the clarity did once I activated. The, the clarity came. Uh, and that contributed to the certainty. The practice um, contributed to the certainty, right? Because what I did was, because I was always already doing professional holistic work. Um, and so I, you know, I, I, I first worked with volunteers. Um, I worked with groups. I worked with individual volunteers. I just did as many readings as I could. Uh, and then very quickly started doing professional readings, so paid readings, right? Um, and all of the feedback that I received then affirmed and gave me more and more certainty. And of course, over the years, by now, you know, um, <laughs> I have that certainty. Uh, and when I don't, or if I ever do have some small doubts, right, as we do because we're human, uh, I now have a community that I can, you know, also um, see rely on, but that you know, a, a community that supports me. Uh, and it's that practice and being able to practice with someone else as well that has given me more certainty. Um, yeah, but the certainty is really about trust, and that trust comes with clarity. It comes with practice and feedback and you know when you are receiving and connecting and you let's say receive you know information or a message for yourself and then you go to I don't know three other channelers tarot readers astrologers whatever right and they all give you the same message like the core message is the same right that is of divine source <laughs> And I think a lot of people kind of also misunderstand this, that, you know, psychic work, spiritual work, and this kind of, um, let's say, you know, intuitive ability, channeling, like, this is an art. It is not a science. This is not one plus one equals to two. And expecting it to be, like, to begin with is, I mean, it's unrealistic expectation to expect it to be a science, right? Or, or not even science, like I'd say a, a mathematical equation, right? Um, it's an art. And so, yes, sometimes I'd say that 
is not as simple as seeing one plus one equals to two and then knowing that's accurate. Yes, that's my life is one plus one and then two, right? And that's how my life is going to flow. It's creative and requires abstract thinking, requires being able to connect the dots sometimes. Okay, so for me, thank you. So Mingli says it's a beautiful message. I don't know which part, but thank you. Um, okay, so what happened for me, right? Personally, once I activated this, and again, I stress that this is not just a gut feeling. It's not just a subtle feeling that I get about someone or, you know, when I'm tuned in, when I actually sit down and say, look, I'm going to tune in um, and do an intuitive reading channel, it just, it all became clear. And the possibilities and potential of this is endless. I mean, I was, <laughs> I remember the first few days I was like going around asking everyone, like, ask me a question. Because like the minute that question was spoken, I just could connect to the answers would just flow. Right? Like almost anything. And I remember going to like the Botanic Gardens. I live nearby the Botanic Gardens and so I love taking walks there and, and I was with a friend and, and I had just activated this and she's like, so what is it like? Like, you know, um, you know, and then she said, like, try tuning into the tree, right? And oh my goodness. And this is gonna sound like a like a, a trip, right? Like a a drug trip, but <laughs> and I promise I was on nothing, no drugs, nothing. In fact, the clearer we are the clearer the experience is, right? But just being able to at will, okay? That means when we want to do it, we do it, right? To connect to just the secrets of the tree that was next to us and its history and what it had experienced was profound. <laughs> um, and while I... Personally, don't practice this as much now, right? I use my abilities in other ways, right? More for like um, healing and uh, helping people understand their life journey, their life purpose, their soul journey, and, um, you know, why they're here, what they're meant to learn through their challenges and so on. I mean, I will not forget that experience with the tree. <laughs> it was just, you know... I, it's sometimes so hard to even describe this or express it. Uh, and that's often also because when we are connected, it's not always like hearing the words in English or like your native language. Uh, there isn't always precise language or words to use to translate that vibration and that frequency of energy. Um and so that translation is also an art, okay? And that's why when people um, receive an intuitive reading, right? And if it's of someone that's able to connect to pure source, um, I always say, listen and feel or tune in for resonance when you're receiving the reading, not accuracy, accuracy, right? Because... It's the essence that is important, right? And it's just like if you were translating, um, I don't know, so if, like if you knew a second or third language, okay, or let's say, um, I don't know, Japanese or something, and you want to translate that to English, like, um, or even Chinese or whatever, like, you know that there are just some phrases, um, some idioms perhaps, which you, you just, you can't find the words in English to accurately translate you know and if you did a direct translation it would sound weird or it would sound off do you know um and intuitive work is the same okay and so it is more than just a feeling right the whole method doesn't just involve the clarity of receiving it involves learning and understanding the language 
translating that in a pure way, right? Um, while retaining the core message or essence as like retaining it in as pure way as possible, right? That these are the things that are tricky, right? Just having an intuition is like we all have it, and most of us, I would say, are aware of it to some extent, right? Um, or have had some kind of experience where they either say, oh yeah, I had a gut feeling or I can't really explain it. I just sense this or, you know, like most of us have had that um, experience sometime or other. But what I'm describing and when I talk about really unlocking your ability to like a psychic level, and I use psychic because I can't think of anything else, but like any other word to like describe it. But when you unlock your abilities that go beyond the mind and feeling and your body, uh, it's it is really out of this world, um, amazing. And for me, what happened for me was, so yes, clarity, greater trust, greater trust in myself, in life. Okay, um, just. Just trusting that, look, I may not be able to to see how this pans out, um, whatever that's right in front of me. Um, although when I tune in, very often we can, okay. Um, but let's say I'm not consciously sitting there tuning in. I'm at a point where most of the time I'm now able to like, it's gonna be fine. <sighs> um. So this trust and also flow. I mean, that is, the for me, the greatest thing, right? It, it's, yes, this ability is fun and interesting and amazing and I'm able to go beyond whatever that I could ever imagine, but it's the day-to-day -day flow that I experience in my life. What is flow? Um, so I'll give you an example. Like, it's when things start to line up and and you're aware of it. Uh, when the signs make sense, when you see the signs in almost every corner of your life uh, and they all point to you being on your path, um, they all point to the greatest support that the universe provides you um, and that support then also tells you or shows you how much you are on your path and you're heading towards where you're meant to be, right? Um they're like signposts in life and you start to really see them. You start to really recognize the earth angels in your life who come in with just a precise recommendation, referral, um, friendship, guidance, advice. Uh, sometimes they just give you the right book or poem or song that you just needed at that moment, right? Um you know, I, um, yeah, and then just lots of serendipitous things, like things that maybe in the beginning seem like coincidences, but when you put enough coincidences together and side by side and in a row, it's, it's, it's actually synchronicity, right? Um, and... Yeah, and, and this just makes life so much more rich and I'd say easier to manage, easier to live and go through. And um, and when things are fine, great. Do we need it to be easier? Mm, if we have it easier, great. But what this means is when I come to something that is, you know, when something comes up in my life that's particularly challenging, that is not within my control... I am able to still find the inner peace. Yeah, and so and I'm talking about the major things in life, right? A loved one passes away or a loved one um, commits suicide. Um, you know, I've have, I have clients that come to me and want me to connect to some of their family members who have died really suddenly uh, and, and they just they don't have that understanding and they are seeking answers, right? And... It may not reverse the issue. <laughs> uh, you know, person's not going to 
come back to life like the next moment some of them do plan to come back uh, in other ways at another time but you know not in the same form and not immediately but I mean you can really find peace and calm and trust in the most difficult times in your life uh, and for me that's how it's helped me mm. I've also really experienced greater compassion for others because you know when we look at things just again with our physical eyes right it's very easy to take what someone says to us or even their behavior right the, the behavior they're displaying it's easy to kind of judge that person based on that behavior based on what they're saying to you like oh this is hurtful this is bad this is you know, um, whatever, it's so wrong or mean or, you know, it's really easy to judge people on that level when you can only see that level, that superficial level, right? But when you have an x-ray vision into someone's soul, and I am not exaggerating, like when you're able to see past their sometimes dysfunction, <laughs> Sometimes, you know, whatever, hurtful words or mean actions or just craziness or, you know, when you can see past what you just don't understand with your physical senses and you can find that true understanding, then it is, you know, we can naturally let go. So we can naturally let go when we have true understanding of what's going on. Okay? We can naturally forgive, not just, oh yeah, you know, i got to be a good person, i got to forgive this person. Like, no. Like, true forgiveness comes from, like, genuine understanding. Um, that true letting go, we can only really let go when we really understand. And not just understand from our perspective, their perspective, but like a higher perspective. What's really going on in the situation? What is the agreement and soul contract or soul agreement that's been made between the different you know parties involved, right? Or even have a narrative for learning. And in this case, excuse me, if the narrative is a past life story, right? We don't even need to believe in past lives or determine that um, to be able to learn from a story, right? You know, parables, stories, um, anything. I mean, school texts, like literature, like we learn from narratives and stories. We grow from them. Um, but just being able to see that perspective that higher perspective, um, perhaps understanding that this perpetrator in front of you, this horrible whatever person in your life, like played a very different role in another story, in another life, right? And if it's just a story, it doesn't matter. But understanding what the dynamic is and what's really happening behind the scenes uh, can be really powerful and bring a form of resolution, forgiveness, letting go. Uh, for me, it's, it's peace, right? Um, I don't necessarily always enjoy or like every situation that I'm in, especially if it's difficult, especially if it's challenging, right? Um, but I, I think we can all agree that if we can be at peace with it, we can move on from it, grow from it, we understand the learnings and the lessons and what the bigger picture is like to me that is winning life that is we have won <laughs> won right um yeah um and so overall i would say it's what you would be missing out on i mean there's just there's so much um, and again, it is like if you're colorblind your whole life and people describe color to you and you just won't understand it truly or what, um, and I'm sorry to say this, not that I'm calling colorblind people handicapped, but like what a like disablement or handicap it is, right? 
um, to not fully hone the most like important sense that you have, right? Which is the non-physical sense um, senses. Uh, it is like seeing color for the first time. Um, just it's it's the depth of life that you'd be missing. It's it's a profoundness of life that you'd be missing. And you know, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that model like um, self actualization is right on top, and it is right on top for a reason. It's like the umbrella, really, right? Um, and, and and it's such that. If you choose not to develop this gift that you have, right, and, and I'm talking about the intuitive gift and the psychic gift, right, and if you're already aware of it, right, it really is a handicap. It means that anything that you study, that you learn, all of your experiences, your relationships, everything in life, um, lacks an important dimension, lacks a certain depth. Yeah, um, and I, I kind of also just want to address that, like, many people, some people out there might be like, oh, you know, I don't know if, like, honing my psychic senses and my intuitive ability is, like, really the thing I should do now, because you know, there's this course and that course and, you know, I need to brush it on this skill and most of all of those other courses and other skills, I mean, the kinds of things that you will learn from just opening up your ability, um, I'd say the rest of the learning is not in the course, it's through your experience because once you unlock it, you, you will forever experience life in a different way. And that cannot be learned in a book. It can't, it's not taught in a course. Um, it's experienced. Um, yeah, and on that note, I, I have also heard from many people, um, uh, some are students, like before they join the course, and they so many people, I don't know why, like recently I've heard this, um, you know, they're into self-growth, self-development, personal growth and all of that. So you like learning, you know, and that's why you even be attracted to something like this. Um, but I keep hearing people say that they joined a course, paid all of this money for like a degree, um, a master's program, um, and that program had all the keywords, you know, that they love or like attracted them. Um, I don't know, whatever that is, um, usually in wellness or um, I don't know, like I remember this girl who said she's starting something in sustainability. Another one, um, you know, was talking about nutrition or like, like it has all of these keywords that you think can offer you what you're looking for. Um but if you don't hone that like divine sense of connecting to what your true path and purpose and what your soul really desires, you inevitably keep making mistakes and wrong choices. Because what I've found like is I've heard again and again people tell me that they keep picking the wrong course or like they join the course and then it's not what they were looking for or not what they expected, or, like, they made the wrong choice, right? Um, so, I don't know. I just had to put that out there, because, um, yeah. Okay, so, um, any questions before? Okay. So, um, the Soul Intelligence Program, uh, applications are open just for just only another couple of days or so. Um, and this intake, I am only looking for a couple of people more to join. Um, so if you're interested in really honing and maximizing your intuitive ability, 
um, you know, this is a skill that not only can help you, because this divine connection will truly help you in your life, but um, you'll also be able to really help others. Yeah, um, even if you don't think you're ready yet, like you will be by the end of the program. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. So anyway, if you're keen, um, you can book a call with me. Just send, send me a direct message um, if you'd like to learn how to really maximize your ability, how to learn how to channel and um, become an intuitive reader. Thank you. Whether you are on your commute, walking your dog, running errands or just pottering around the house, I am so grateful that you're taking the time to tune in. Now, if you're curious about what goes on behind the scenes, I am on Instagram as well. And if you have any questions about this episode, feel free to send me a direct message there. Now, if you found this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend and hit the subscribe button.